0: Say your name. My name is Michael Mass. Okay, cool. <coughs> yeah, video sure. Cool. Yeah. Um and then my first question is do you know what the concept of prison abolition is?
1: The concept of prison population? Um,
0: <coughs> abolition,
1: like the political context? Um, um. In, in,
0: in what, rep, what way are you referring to How about that? Um, the political concept that people would like to abolish all of the prison system.
1: <clears throat> well, I think that you're more liberal. Um, you're more liberal. Um, party. Um, want to do away with uh, a lot of the a lot of the prison population not necessarily maybe the hard crimes like murder rape robbery um but more of your softer crimes your your you know your your property crimes your narcotics crimes things like that i think that uh, they would rather see like a uh, uh, transition to counseling as opposed to prison yeah <laughs>
0: worked in law enforcement so mm-hmm. how do you feel about people trying
1: to make that switch? Without trying to sound too cynical, yeah, um, it doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it might work for a very small percentage, but for the most part, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Why <laughs> do, do you think that people support this idea?
1: Support the idea of control? Population control or uh, prison control? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, number one, it would save money. Mm um uh it would create new jobs for people that want to be counselors um because it would, it would take a lot um but it also fulfills their agenda yeah. of of uh having more voters maybe getting people who wouldn't necessarily vote for that particular party vote for that particular party um because hey that guy kept me out of jail you know Things like that, um, that would be the only, only like, reasons I could see you right off the top of my head. I, don't think I agree with that. Do you think there are any plausible alternatives to prison? Absolutely, and, and, and we have those alternatives now. Again, mm-hmm. um, counseling. Um, <clears throat> I, I, have, I have made arrests where... Judges, instead of sending sentences somebody to jail, they send them to a uh, what's called a 120 day shock treatment. Mm. And what happens is you basically attend an inpatient treatment facility. Say your say your dependency is on crack cocaine or heroin, um, cocaine uh, or meth. <clears throat> if you attend this 120 day treatment program and you successfully graduate from this program then after so many you know you don't have any run-ins with with the law or get arrested or anything like that and you contact your probation officer your sentence your felony sentence could be expunged or removed um in a you know whatever specific time that the judge has set forth Mm -hmm. so when you go to court it might be i'm gonna sentence you to five years in prison however if you do 120 day shock treatment at Whatever facility, then um, uh, your record will be expunged. So we have that. Um, It's kind of, it's called like drug court, I think is what it's called. Um, We have uh, uh, many different types of probation, um, and there is a difference between probation and parole. Mm -hmm. Probation is basically you get a slap on the hand, don't do it again, or I will put you in jail, but you don't serve any jail time. Parole is you've served jail time and now you're getting released for either good behavior or um, due to the population size of, of the prison. You are released early, but you still have to meet a parole officer, not a probation officer, a parole officer um, to check in uh, every so often. Um, and then you finish your sentence basically uh, as a member of the general population outside of prison. Uh, so there's that. Um I think uh, that's that's all I can think of right now, but um yeah we we do have a series of of uh ways that people don't have to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Um currently right now. Do
0: you feel like those are like as effective as they could
1: be? You know everything about the the couple of questions you've asked me is all based on the subject of, of, uh, of the arrest or, or the offender. Um, if they want help, if they really want to turn their life around, uh, I mean, it's, it's, they have to give a hundred percent, you know, um, if, if there's no effort on their part or they're just going through the motions, no, it's not gonna help them. But if they really want the help, they really want to change. I I strongly believe it could help people.
0: Yep. So it really depends on the individual and not necessarily the system? It
1: absolutely depends on the individual, right? Yeah. Um, I would say, unfortunately, statistics uh, would probably show that, um, uh, in most cases, it doesn't work. Yeah.
0: So the U.S. is number one in incarceration rates, but I wanted to see if you think that that's because we're holding people accountable, or do you think that there's another reason? Because some people could say that we're just locking people up, but it it works both ways. You could say that we're just holding our people accountable more than other people are.
1: I don't know that the criminal element is is as accepted here in the United States as opposed to other countries. Um, <clears throat> do we hold people accountable here? Yeah, for the most part. <clears throat> um, but I also know that there are prosecutors, or district attorneys, I should say, in in many, many, many uh, states that will only take a case to trial if, I mean, if it's a slam dunk. Yeah. If they think they could lose, then they won't do it. Just or they will offer. They will offer a a plea agreement mm-hmm. with the with the offender because um, their win loss. It's like a basketball team or a sports team. Their win loss column mm-hmm. is what gets them reelected or voted out of office. So, <clears throat> um, and uh, a part of me also thinks that. Maybe by locking up the bad element of society, people can basically have somewhat of a peace of mind, I guess, um, to think society is actually safe. Mm.
0: Yeah. I really hadn't thought about that. I guess there's a lot more to like what's going on depending on who's the DA or who's working. All you have system. to do,
1: all you have to do is is literally open your eyes and look at jackson county which is downtown kansas city yeah and look at the prosecutor there the the the, the uh, jackson county prosecutor yeah and um there's there's plenty of articles that have been written about her um uh in her in her office of course she has several prosecutors working under her that take cases uh she doesn't do every one of them obviously um but and as a police officer with Kansas City, I saw it firsthand where if it it's not a slam dunk or they can't get a plea agreement. And they just kind of or they don't file charges at all. Mm. <clears throat> I've arrested uh, the same young man in a one-week in a 2nd period. Mm. I arrested the same young man stealing in in three stolen cars. Mm. He was in the process, he had driven a car to steal another car. He was in the process. His fourth car, and we caught him again. And they finally, finally, gave him a plea agreement, of a two-year sentence, in, in lockup. <clears throat> so your 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 part two crimes. There's two <clears throat> parts. Part one is your more serious violent crimes. Part two is your your not so violent crimes, such as property damage, uh, burglary, theft, uh, embezzlement, things like that. <clears throat> um, and if you look at statistics, you will see that a lot of your part two, such as in this case, this young man was uh, stealing cars,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or called stolen auto, uh, he, he just rarely do you see any prison time <clears throat> Just don't do it. That's why our, our uh, property crime, such as burglary, is the numbers, the, the, the offenses are so high here in, in the metropolitan area. Um,
0: well, imagine if they're not getting caught, then they're just continuously reoffending. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Or even if they are getting caught, such as in this young man's case, I mean, he would had stolen four cars mm-hmm. that we know of, yeah, uh, in a in a week's period, and I mean, it finally, finally, they they charged him uh, with the state case of of stolen auto, and uh, uh, I think it was two years that he got. It wasn't very long at all, no. so.
0: Okay. So, do you think that complete abolition of the whole system is extreme? I think a lot of people would.
1: Yes, it is extremely extreme. Um, you're always going to have, unfortunately, you're always going to have people that commit crimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, from from the day of Adam and Eve to till you and I are long gone, it's you know it's it's going to be it's always going to be here unfortunately and <clears throat> um, there's an old saying that stealing is a lazy man's way
2: mm.
1: and again unfortunately there's a lot of lazy people in this country and um, if somebody can get something for free and I have to work very hard for it, they're gonna do it So um, I mean when, when is when is enough is enough with with the criminal element I mean, If somebody breaks into your house right now and and steals all your belongings i mean you're not going to be very happy and you're going to want to see some type of retribution or in some people's cases retaliation right Mm -hmm. um you want to see somebody held accountable so um if i i think the general public a majority of, of of the citizens of the united states would want to see actually the prison system um the criminal justice system i should say
2: Mm.
1: be more severe as far as punishment goes Mm. however in the united states obviously you said it before we are the i mean we're leading the world as far as inmates i think it's what a million (laughs) maybe it might be closer to by now. Um, I think that uh,
0: one percent of our adult population.
1: One percent. Yeah. So there's three hundred thirty million people in in America. So one of my other
0: statistics is that it's about two point nineteen million prisoners out of two point one. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. So but I I, I mean, we we're running out of room. Yeah. And and. um, So when I've been in Kansas City, even, so I've been retired now. This is my, one of my sixth year now, but even back then, um, and I work primarily the inner city of Kansas City, mm-hmm. even back then, when you took somebody to the Jackson County jail downtown for say a warrant for whatever uh, crime and you book them in, well, they let somebody go out the back door. I mean, it's a nonviolent person,
2: yeah. but
1: they have to let somebody go just because of population control. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer. I mean, I, I don't know the answer. I mean, logically speaking, I guess you need more prisons or bigger prisons or, you know, uh, I don't know. I, and I think the general public would, would say, uh, that they would, they, they would probably approve of, uh, in more prisons
2: mm.
1: um, but I don't know if that's the answer or not either because yeah. I mean people go into prisons and they only learn how to become better criminals yeah. how not to get caught so
0: one of my other questions is something mm? more like a reform which I don't know exactly what that would include but it would just I so, think so. would work to make prisons more not more accessible, but make it so that they have more programs. I know a lot of them do. For yes, people. a lot of them
1: have tons of programs. Yeah, everything from alcoholic anonymous, anonymous to um, uh, church services, uh, uh, drug rehabilitation services, uh, sex offender programs. I mean, every 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 program that you could think of mm-hmm. is in prison. I mean, you can get it. You can get a college education in prison, mm-hmm. paid for almost entirely by the taxpayers so um again offenders in prison they or or getting ready to go into prison they want it's just like with anything if 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 you're an alcoholic mm-hmm. you gotta want to stop yourself you gotta want to stop being an alcoholic yeah. well if you're a crackhead going into prison you got not want to stop being a crackhead or a head or a smackhead which smackhead is here um, you've got to want to do things to better yourself and without that will and drive and desire to, to make yourself a better person then it's not going to work mm-hmm. as simple as that you're just going through emotions and wasting everybody's time essentially mm-hmm. um, just so you can get a feel you know quicker or easier. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know yeah, in my in my opinion there's there's more than enough programs to make an offender uh, a better person, yeah. um, to help them succeed as as a as an upstanding citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they just they want to do it for the for the right reasons and for themselves. And there's only a small percentage that want that. Yeah. Oh, my last
0: question: Is there anything you want to add? Any life lessons you got? <laughs>
1: I could sit here all day long and tell you, <laughs> but I just have to know what to say. I yeah. mean, you just have to ask. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I put people in prison um, after, after like a jury trial, mm-hmm. uh, and the judges sent them, sentenced them for 10 years. And within a year, they're back out on the street. So, every state's different. Yeah. Um, you know, programs can work, programs do work. It's just a matter of basically, like I said, the offender wanting them to work. I mean, there's, and the case that I was talking about. <clears throat> I got an eight ball of cocaine, which is—it's a bunch of individually wrapped pieces of crack, watered up into a ball. They call it an eight ball because it's in like an eighth of an ounce. I got it off. I got in one in one stop. I got this guy with uh, w- with an eight ball. A couple days later, um, got him with some more cocaine. Um, uh, it, it was it was multiple times with a certain period. So, when you arrest somebody, it doesn't mean they're going to be going to, instead, or I should say, stay in jail and charged immediately. Mm-hmm. So, in the state of Missouri, there's uh, detectives have 24 hours to come in and interview somebody, um, read them their Miranda rights, and then... Um, Decide if they're going to charge them based on the suspect's statement. Um, <clears throat> if, if the guy says, Hey, I'm not going to talk to you. I want an attorney, which is his right. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously the detective stops talking to him, takes him back to lockup, and then signs a slip as long as it's not like a serious crime, like, like, you know, murder, rape, robbery, kidnapping, or, uh, arson resulting in a death, something like that, then, then generally in most cases um the account is released and then the detective has to go back, type up his statement that they had the, the interview and then um submit my report, lab report, which takes about thirty days to confirm that it was actually a salt of cocaine uh and then um uh put everything together and then submit that to the prosecutor's office. Then the prosecutor decides, can I get a conviction off this guy? Mm, maybe. Well, we'll try it. And so they, then they issue an arrest warrant. Mm-hmm. Then he's officially charged. So then the guy has to get picked up out on the street, brought in, and booked into the county jail. And then um, he then will have a court date set. And then the prosecutor will, at preliminary, or the first court setting, will basically give their case to the judge. judge will be like, okay, well, how do you, do you want to plead guilty now, or do you want to wait for an attorney? So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a racket. Um, uh, it takes a long time. It does. Unfortunately, it does. And um, uh, the guy I was talking about, about the 10 years of, 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 of his sentence, um, he was set to serve it up here in Cameron, at the correctional facility in Cameron. And um, he went through all the drug programs that they had there and um, uh, said the right things. Mm. And within about a year, maybe just a little over a year, he was back out on the street doing the same thing he was doing. Um, he, so he has a, he, at the time, he had a parole officer. I never checked in. Mm. Never. So every time I saw him on the street, I would stop him because I know he's a known felon. I know he's on parole and I know he used to deal with narcotics. Mm. So I have three things in my back pocket to use as a <coughs> reasonable suspicion, not probable cause to arrest him, mm. just reasonable suspicion to stop him. The law says I can do that. <coughs> so I would stop him every time I saw him because I know he was up to no good. And then I would call his parole officer, or I would say, "Okay, I will fax a copy of my report." Because every time I stopped a, 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 a felon, mm-hmm. I would write a report. Hey, this guy's in this area doing this at this time, and he's associating with this person, driving this vehicle, whatever. And I would send it to his parole officer. <sighs> no parole violations. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the system to break down
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, anywhere. From a lazy police officer not wanting to do a dang thing, to a lazy detective, to a lazy district attorney, to a lazy parole officer, or even a lazy jail population who uh, just like, hey, we need some room, let's kick out some people.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's all up to them. Um, so the system only works if, if people are willing. Works. Yeah. If everybody puts forth the effort. Yeah. So, um. He ended up going back in and actually did, he actually did about seven years. I think it was seven years out of his sentence. And then I I didn't see him again. Um, Okay, I'll give you one more example and I'll let you go. Mm -hmm. Do you know of a guy by the name of Gregory
0: Breeden? I don't
1: think so. when, When we get done, if you have time, look it up. Gregory Breeden, B R E E D E N. Mm. We suspected Gregory. Um, so when you were, how old are you? 16. You're 16? Maybe not. Maybe before you were born. For a while, Kansas City in the metropolitan area had a problem, had a problem with prostitutes yeah. being found in the river and they had been cut up, like dismembered okay <clears throat> and normally it was their legs were amputated we don't know why, but their legs were like, like surgically amputated about right here okay <clears throat> so we had all these these prostitutes these living prostitutes telling us hey this whole black guy right here he's the one that's doing it
2: mm-hmm.
1: we think his last name is brief Anyway, we couldn't find out this guy lived in a trailer house up here like close to Platte City and he would drive down to Independence Avenue, pick up prostitutes, drive them around, you know, whatever. But then we think that he probably is the one who is. They did a search one his house. They found a bunch of the girls' clothing like he had buried in like like his backyard and stuff. Um, but they never could get any like hard physical evidence because obviously when you throw somebody in the river and that's where all the bodies were found. Um, the water and the animals inside the water—it uh, so it, it does really bad things to a body, mm-hmm. really bad things. And um, so obviously there's no DNA or anything like that. Um, so long story short, they—this uh, guy—we never—we never, we never could—we even got like a—a a, uh, an apartment down off Independence Avenue. I we got one of the girls to cooperate with us, because she was just positive it was. And um, she dated this guy before, and, and when I say date, I mean like went out for a visit. Um, and she just you know, the guy just freaked me out. So we got an apartment required it, video, audio, everything. I mean, the works. We could see every nook and cranny in this apartment. And she tried to get him to you know, say things on multiple occasions, and he just never would. So this guy, his his downfall was uh, he liked to write bad checks. Yeah. Okay, so he would write a check, but not have the money in his account to cover the transaction. Okay, and so what the prosecutors did, they all got together, Flat County, Jackson County. They all got together and they put a uh, fraudulent check charge on him, and actually charged him. I want to say it was either that or forgery. Um, but it was, done, it was writing bad things essentially. And so they put him in prison. And the killing stopped. Okay. And we didn't, we, we hadn't seen any more. So he goes into prison and gets out. Um, I don't remember how long they gave him um, for his check charges. He wasn't in the prison long, maybe three or four years, which is unheard of for check charges. Mm. He gets out so at this time my partner and i were on a special assignment to try to control the the uh, prostitution problem mm-hmm. along independence avenue in kansas city um i mean literally you drive down the street and i mean blink and you'll almost hit one crossing the road i mean it's it was a really bad almost an epidemic i mean it was bad in all times days and night it, it didn't matter and so <sighs> In dealing with this nonstop every day for uh, about a year and a half, we knew the ladies basically on a first name basis. Um, we knew their street names. We knew where they took their dates. We knew how much they charged. I mean, we knew everything. So one day, and we were we we did bicycles, we did undercover cars, we got into like church buildings and and I mean surveillance. We did everything on the avenue. And um, Uh, we're riding, we're on bicycles this day, and we're riding through this nasty, just crap-filled alley, and, um, we see one of our girls, Mm -hmm. like, lying in the fetal position, crying in control of her. And this girl had given us good information in the past, um, as far as, like, the guy on the corner wearing the, wearing the green shorts is, is holding narcotics, the narcotics The crack is underneath the rock right next to his left foot. I mean, she'd given us really good information. So we kind of determined she was reliable for the most part. She's lying in this, I mean, nasty rat infested alley. And she is, I mean, crying uncontrollably. Her hair is just a mess, I mean, disheveled and just, I mean, it looked like she'd been through hell, Mm -hmm. essentially. And um, so we stopped. Her street name was Champagne. That was her street name. I'm like, all right Shani, what's going on? And she's like I asked. Brayton just tried to pull me in his car. Well at the time, we didn't know that he had been released. Because mm-hmm. there's no notifications that come out or anything. So we we didn't know that he'd been released. And um but all these girls knew this guy. And yeah, you know, if we better calm down, I'm like, all right, let's go through this again. You know, what really happened? And she's like, "Mass, I'm telling you, Breeden tried to pull me into his car. He stopped. I leaned into the passenger window. I had my arms on the window like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about prices. And um, uh, I leaned in a little farther. He grabbed me by the hair. And as I did, I turned and looked. And he had jailhouse paperwork in his back seat that said Gregory Breeden. And he pulled me in the hair and was trying to pull me in the car. Mm-hmm. And I fought him and got away. So, okay, so I called because we had a task force initially set up to try to catch him for murder and when that didn't work, I called the uh, Sergeant of Homicide at the time and uh, who was also the leader of this task force. I said, hey, uh, Sarge, uh, this is what I've got. This is what this girl who has given me great information in the past, this is what she says. Um... Yo, can you tell me, is this guy out of prison? He's like, well, I don't know. Let me make a phone call. I'll call you right back. Sure enough, he'd been released from prison like a week before. And he was out on the prowl already. Uh, uh, the sergeant comes to comes from headquarters to me. And he's talking to this young lady. And uh, he's like, okay, did you guys agree on the price which in order to get a charging conviction for prostitution you basically in the state of missouri you have to say hey i want this from you in exchange for this money okay a, a, a service from you for an amount of money okay so she's like yeah, yeah yeah he wanted this and it was for this amount and um he's like okay he brought up the charge, me, for, um, and he brought up, like, a photo lineup of, of, of this guy, and she's like, it's him right there, I mean, no hesitation at all, and so I wrote up the charger real quick, and gave it to the soldier, they found out which halfway house, so when you get released from prison, you go to, like, a half, you don't just get, like, thrown out to the wolves, you go to a halfway house to kind of, like, um, get acclimated back to, and you have to get a job, you, I mean, there's certain criteria you have to meet, or you go back in, So while he was saying, hey, I'm going out looking for a job, he was actually going out looking for prostitutes. So um, they found out where he was living. Uh, They did a 24-hour surveillance on him. The next morning, sure enough, he walks out of the house, um, gets in a vehicle, and stops and and starts talking prostitutes. So they arrested him. And, uh, put him back in prison immediately. Mm-hmm. And, um, he serves out the remainder of like another three or four years to finish that sentence. checks. <coughs> well, Rose is getting re-released. They were going to, they were doing to do something federally with him. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the charge it was, but I'm saying to the federal judge, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to blow your house up and, and I'm going to do this to your wife do this to your kids. So they, they nailed him for a federal charge of intimidating a judge, Mm -hmm. intimidation of a federal judge and gave him like another four or five years. Mm -hmm. And he served every bit of that. And then they released him and he ended up dying like a very short time later of, I think natural causes. But um, so that's, that's just another example of like kind of how the system works and, and, um, Uh, we never could, we all know in our gut that it was him, Mm -hmm. but we could never prove it. We could never tie him to, I think there was like six, five, six, seven, something like that girls, Mm -hmm. I don't remember now, um, that, that we ended up finding, um, I mean, exactly the same way. There's no question it was a serial killer. No question. We just couldn't put it on it. Yeah. So, um
0: the system does work to
1: try and put people away even if you, it, you it, try to get whatever you can on somebody. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, gosh, we know it was him. Yeah. And still right now I'm getting kind of pissed
0: Think off, of you
1: know, you getting, getting the red yeah. ass because I, we, we, we knew it was him and gosh dang it. We just, couldn't find any I mean, just, just one small thing like, like a hair or, you know, Just the uh, the minutest little thing in his in his trailer. He had a single wide trailer house, and we found some clothes, but they've been in the ground so long that you know we didn't nothing. So Um, anyway, so that that's one way the system works. Um, You know, people they go to prison Um, again if they just go through the motions and they say all the right things and do all the right things, act accordingly then, Generally, they give you lease. Yeah. So, um, but I think if you were to pull a majority of the United States, I would say that you would probably agree that we need yeah. to people most people want to be or feel, ha- you know, have some sense of security like, okay. like they're. Um, they, they're going to come home and their house is going to be safe mm. they're going to be safe you know if they go whether they're in their house or they go to walmart or, or they go to pizza Hut or wherever you know people want to feel safe
0: yeah
1: and um uh, so you know i, I think people would, would vote for more prisons if, if, if it was you know if that was something we could do but unfortunately you know there's a lot of things a lot of private prisons mm. going, going up right now, um, uh, in fact, this deal that's going on at the border of the United States and Mexico, there's a lot of private detention facilities that they're keeping some of these, um, uh, people trying to come over into the United States, some of these immigrants, uh, they're keeping them in there. Mm. And they're not being treated very good, I guess, at all. I mean, there's a, kind of a big deal about it if you find it online or something.
0: I think that's a lot of people's main issue is just the way that people are treated in prison. I think that's what people are yes. looking for. And so, instead of just saying that we should fix that and try to look at that, I think a lot of people are going to an extreme where they're like, "Well, let's just get rid of it." If that's how that's going to be. And yeah, and you know,
1: and you know, yeah, it's it's not the solution, but um, unfortunately, when you get to prison, there's a lot of tough choices you have to make.
2: Mm.
1: Um, because people will kill you in prison. I mean, somebody's got a life sentence. What are you gonna do you going to give me another life sentence? Oh, hurt me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you have to join the right click whether, whether you're and I'm going to get real for a second and this is the way it is in prison and you can do all your research and I guarantee it will be the same thing I'm telling you. If you're white, if you're black, if you're Hispanic, yeah. unfortunately, there's cliques about race in prison. Um, if you're a racist, like uh, a Nazi or a neo-Nazi, or, um, then you join that clique? Mm. Um, cause the whites don't want you. And obviously the blacks or the Latinos don't want you either. Um, so there's subcategories for each race. Mm. And I'm telling you, if you go to the wrong part of the prison yard in prison, they will shank you like that. A shank is like a homemade knife, right? Mm. I mean, they can melt a toothbrush down, a plastic toothbrush, and turn into a knife in a matter of a few minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, you look at somebody the wrong way in prison, or or like you're walking down the prison cell, and you look into somebody's room that's not yours, somebody will shank you. I mean, it's, it, it's a rough life. And um, uh, so... While, while I agree that prison life sucks, um, I mean, it's not meant to be a country club by any means, but I think because of there's too many, I think there's too many soft hearted people in the world Mm. and and, in politics as well, um, that, um, that have said to to prison guards and to police officers alike that you guys are too difficult you're too rough on people or you're violating too many rights and while there while there is a a small percentage mm. and just like with anything with any profession whether you're a doctor whether you're a teacher there's good and there's bad yeah. um and I could tell you, I could sit, literally sit here all day long and tell you about bad cops and dirty cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I can tell you three right now that have, I personally work with that have been charged, fired and convicted mm-hmm. for being bad cops. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my years of service with, with the police department, I never saw anybody's rights violated. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw forced use when force wasn't necessary. Uh, I never heard a police officer say. I'm gonna go out and kill somebody tonight let's go let's go kill somebody i've never ever heard that in fact i've been in shootings
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um and it freaking sucks when you have to use force that type of force against somebody um i mean the first thought to your mind is oh my god i just killed somebody Mm -hmm. or oh my god i'm going to prison i just killed somebody you know so um I was going with that sorry I got off topic
0: it's not as malicious as people think it is there's no malice in going into that
1: well no but um I think if prisons if, if 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 the handcuffs were taken off some of the prison guards um if some of the if some of the handcuffs were taken off prison guard and they were allowed to like do their job effectively and when somebody steps out the line you tune them up a little bit to remind them hey you're in prison for a reason yeah. Double there may be as many problems in prison, but uh, um, there's a significant problem in prison, in the prison system. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, what other questions? Anything else? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, just
2: thank you for talking. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.